Hello and welcome to another episode of Powerful Conversations. I am your host, Noed, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about the gift that God has for you. Stay tuned. Alrighty, thank you very much for tuning in. As per usual, every time I record these episodes, I am so very excited to share with you listeners the word that I have encountered um, or the the teachings that I have encountered going through the word of God. You know, we all ought to do it. I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it, but there's so much that God has to reveal about himself and things that he wants to show us in his word. So I encourage you to read the word, um, even if it's maybe in a version that like I've had to do. And I've shared with in this platform before, like I've, I grew up learning and memorizing scripture in Spanish year of 2022. I have challenged myself to learn more and more about his word, but in English, I feel like this is the season that God has called me to do that and trying to memorize scripture in English. So for the time being, I'm using a new living translation. I'm hoping to upgrade um, or to get a more, be able to read a more challenging version in a way that I can understand it. Thinking next one will be maybe the new King James version um, to hopefully be able to read King James version in a way that I can understand it just because it's extremely challenging for me. However, I digress. Um, it is important to take that time and read the word of God, read those stories And the one that I'm going to be sharing today, it's one that I have heard so many times in English and Spanish. In fact, I was going through my notes because even at church this year, um, I couldn't find exactly when, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure we've discussed the story as soon as I, you know, I came across it this morning and yes, I'm actually recording this in the morning hours and this is just the way God has worked, but as I was reading it in my morning devotional time with God, like I, you know, had done my prayer and I'm like, okay, you know, I've prayed. I'm going to open the word and just see what's in here. Let's just dive deeper, get to know God more. I came across the scripture and instantly I almost skipped over it because I'm like, well, I, I already know the story. I already know it. Like why read it again? And it's like, no, no, no. God's word is a living word. So you can read the same passage multiple times and you'll still get something out of it. And for some reason, I just felt compelled to, no, 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 let's, let's read it. And I started reading it. And this phrase that I encountered in relation to this passage, mind you, through all the years of having been in church and having gone, like having gone over this story multiple times, the the specific wording that was used, and it's probably different in a different version, but in this version, it caught my attention and it stopped me at my tracks because it just shows the love of God for us. It just shows how he loves us. And it doesn't matter how messed up our lives can be or how much we have failed. Like he still wants the best for us and has the best plan for us. It's just a matter of us getting it together. But anyway, 
Nonetheless, this is, by the way, I've talked on the prior episode, um, episode seven, about how I wanted to start doing these mini episodes as word comes through and God puts it in my heart to record them. I'm going to be sharing shorter episodes. Um, I know last episode, episode seven, we left off in a story that I said, hey, I'm going to do part two and I still am going to do part two. It's just one of these things that, hey, God brought me to this passage I feel compared to share it. That's what we're recording. And I also talked about doing mini episodes, which are exactly that. They're shorter episodes, shorter passages. We don't have as many verses to discuss. So I just want to keep it short and simple for our listeners this morning. Um, So let's dive deep into it. Today's passage is based off of John 4. We're going to essentially really going to cover only one verse, but I want to provide context to the verse and read verses one through 10. Um, And yes, this is the story of Jesus encounter with the Samaritan woman or vice versa, the Samaritan's woman encounter with Jesus. And it says as follows, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did, which this is a whole other discussion in itself because it just talks about how rumors and gossip can really just, it's just horrible. But anyway, it says, so he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Zychar near the field that Jacob gave his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime, which, listen, that means Jesus knows what exhaustion is. Noontime is the hottest time, typically the hottest time of the day, and he was, it says he was tired from the long walk, sat wearily, and weariness is a whole other level of tiredness. Jesus was exhausted. So, And I take this word for myself. If you are weary, if you are exhausted, it is okay to rest. Um, I know folks that are perfectionists, such as myself, which can be our superpower, but also our downfall, is that we, we work ourselves to death to the point where we get sick, we get ill. Um, we want to accomplish all the things. And then what makes it worse, at least for me, is that I get, Um, I want to say restless, where it's like, I want to rest, but my body's still like, we got to do more. And it's like, no, it is time. It is okay to rest. Jesus rested. It says he was weary. He was tired. In the middle of the day, Jesus took the time to rest. So if that's, if that's for you, make sure you rest. But we continue. It says, soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone all the time because his disciple has gone into the village to buy some food. So Jesus was alone. Like he could have pushed himself to go with the group, get the food, get the drink. But again, clearly he took that time to sit down and rest. He was, you know, he was about to get hydrated and they were going to bring him some nourishment. So a great example on how we got to rest. Uh, But then the verse 9 says, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew 
and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Which, like I said, we're going to keep this episode a mini episode. Um, I would encourage you to take the time to look up why did the Samaritans and Jews do, do not get along. It's a whole thing behind it. But in verse 10, it says, and this is where I got stopped at my tracks. Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. As I mentioned earlier, I have heard this story so many times. And as we keep reading, we'll talk about like it talks about how this woman, you know, she had had many husbands and Jesus at one point even tells her, hey, you have said the truth. Um, even the man you're living with now, you he's not even your husband. So clearly this Samaritan woman who we don't have a name for her was somebody who had a crazy life, okay, to have five husbands and then living with a man that was not her husband, especially for those times, it was a huge no-no. I can't imagine her being the gossip and the mockery of the community that she lived in, but which is part of the reason, um, part of the reason why she was out there at the hottest portion of the day getting water. Alone. She didn't go with the other women. She didn't go in the morning. She didn't go in the evening. She won at noon by herself. So this kind of um, sheds light into some of the, her, her social status per se. She perhaps wasn't a liked woman or a woman people gossiped about or a woman people didn't want to be associated with. So a woman that had been discarded by society. Yet Jesus, right, approaches her and talks to her and says, hey, can you give me some water? Because that's what she's doing. Can I have a little bit of water? And her instant thing is, her instant reaction is, um, why are you talking to me? Like, are you okay? Like, why are you talking to me? Um, Jews don't talk to people like me, a Samaritan. And you're asking me to, if I, you're asking me for water? So she was, it says she was surprised as we just read. She was surprised. But guess what? Even the way this is written, I'm like, Jesus, I could just tell Jesus looked at her with loving, just, just with, just with love saying, oh, if you only knew the gift God has for you, <laughs> you'd be asking me something different. You'd be asking me, you know, you'd be asking me for something else. If you only knew the gift that the Father has for you, only if you knew the way God looks at you, only if you knew the potential that he has deposited in you, and if you would realize who you're talking to, you will be asking me for something completely different. And I wonder how many of us are out there looking at ourselves with a completely different mindset because of our past, because of our current messes, because we may have messes in our lives and we're thinking, oh yeah, I, 
we may not be saying this out loud, but we certainly are acting as if, you know what, I'm not good enough for whatever God has for me. And I'm not saying that we don't have to clean up our messes, that we don't have to get our act together, that we don't have to repent of our misbehaviors and our misgivings. But I want you to know this morning as I'm recording this that it doesn't matter. There's no mess too filthy or too messy for God to clean up because he still has a gift for you. He is a God of redemption. He is a God that can transform a life. So do not give up. Repent of your sin. Let's start getting our act together. And acknowledge that God has a gift for you. Let's start seeing ourselves the way God sees us. And let's acknowledge who we are talking to. She didn't realize who Jesus was. Because we just read, he he said, if you did, you'd be asking me for a living water. You'd be asking me for something different. If you realize the gift that God has for you, you'd be asking him for other things. You'd be praying in accordance to his will. You'd be asking, Lord, transform me into how you want me to be. God, lead me to where you want me to go. Lord, fine tune my ear, you know, my ears. So that I can listen and make distinction between what voice is yours and which one is not. Holy Spirit, allow me to recognize your voice. God, transform my heart that I may forgive others. God, transform my heart so that I can love people. That I can see people the way you see them. Like we will start praying completely different. Versus solely for ourselves or Praying in selfish manners, we would start transforming our prayer life. And I'll leave it at this because this is a very powerful conversation to have with ourselves. Remember, conversations that we have, they're had with ourselves, with others, and with God. So we start having these conversations with ourselves that, you know what? God, God sees me. In a way that I may not understand, but I know it's an amazing way. Then you start having different conversations with God. God, let it be you, not me. God, transform me. God, guide me to where you want me to go. Lead the way. Give me the words, Lord. We start surrendering our will to him. And then we start having different conversations with other people. We would end up being the ones telling other people, if you only knew the gift God has for you, it would transform us. So I encourage you today to take the time and start having a different conversation and start viewing yourself with the way God sees you. Because remember, we can always build and destroy worlds with our conversations. So let's make them count. Take care.